You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. 20 minutes from Michael DeCorey, Sporting News, will join us on college basketball as we look towards the NCAA tournament. And March Madness starts really this week with all these conference tournaments. So we've been doing these kind of, you know, scouting reports or capsules on all these uh, – all these teams here and we're going to continue. We hit, I, I don't even know how many we hit last week, but we, there's certainly a, a bunch more to hit this week. Joe, why don't you start us off? Where, where you want to go first? You got uh, who, who do you have today? You have Murray state and UConn today. Yeah, I'll start with UConn. Let's go okay. with UConn because they are one of the features that I did buy. And I don't know how great I feel about them. They're still 80 to one, 80 to one right now. Look, um, the best, yeah, that 80 to one, I see a points bet. I know it's a little bit lower elsewhere. And they are 19th in net rating, 20th in Ken Palm. Uh, they are projected as a five seed at the moment, pre Big East tournament. As far as efficiency, they are 24th in offense, 35th in defense. Now, what's interesting is um, what really stands out more as far as where they rank in some. Uh, statistical category near the top is more so the defense. So if you're worried, oh, the defense is a little lower than than you want. If you want to be closer to top twenty, uh, yeah, the offense ranks higher, but uh, they are fifth in the country in block percentage. They are sixth in the country in two opposing two point field goal percentage. They are twenty first on defensive uh, effective field goal percentage. So I wouldn't be too worried about that defense at thirty fifth in the country. They've won six of their last seven. Entering the conference tournament, uh, we'd have to go all the way back to November, but uh, certainly their their biggest win of the year was when they beat Auburn in double overtime before everyone realized exactly what the right. uh, the Auburn Tigers are this season. No terrible losses. Like if you go the quad one, they're four and six on the season, but uh, quad two, eight and two, quad three, three and zero, oh, and then uh, seven and zero oh in the quad four games. Uh, they they uh, roll with a few seniors for most of the game, and they've got a couple of uh, impactful sophomores that that also play. Uh, senior wise at guard, R.J. Cole averages sixteen and four. Uh, the big man, a sophomore forward, Sonogo, fifteen nine and two blocks per game. Uh, and, and you have to consider Danny Hurley doesn't have a ton of experience for as long as he's been coaching. He's two and three in the NCAAs. He's one and one in the NIT. He's last year at Rhode Island, very successful, uh, won, won the A-10. So that obviously that's why uh, he ended up getting this job, but it's his fourth year and he's uh, making the NCAAs again. We have not seen him make the second week of the tournament yet, uh, depending on how things fall. With this 22 and 8 squad, this could be the year when they do get a, a couple of wins here. Uh, has not happened for them yet, but uh, overall, I mean, they, they do seem to, to check some boxes, but I would look, I would like to see more impactful wins. Four and six in the quad one, not terrible, but it's not overly impressive either. I think that's the best way to say it. Not overly yeah. impressive. Good. Pretty good. Pretty good team. Yeah. And, I, and the number you got them at, I think, is is why it's more most interesting. The number is pretty good. Aaron, you got Arkansas? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Arkansas, too. Like, maybe they're a long-shot team, but not overly impressive. But they're intriguing. Um, Ken Palm ranks them 19, 19-12-0 um, against the spread. Their overall over record is 18-13. and 13. 
Um, players to watch guard J.D. Note, 18.9 points, four boards, and three assists per game. Now, Arkansas just lost to Tennessee on Saturday. They fought hard, down 24 points. Um, they came back, um, and then the Razorbacks were back within three points with two minutes left. Back-to-back uh, -back threes were made, um, so it was down to, uh, to two points with 56 seconds left in the game. Um, so they end up losing, but a close one, and they were able to climb their way back. Um, strength for Arkansas. Um, uh, they lead the SEC in defensive efficiency uh, during conference play. Um, the Razorbacks are also in the top 15 nationally in defensive efficiency this season with top two marks in the SEC and three-point accuracy allowed and two-point accuracy allowed. So they also force... Um, Arkansas forces a turnover on 20.8% of defensive possessions. Now, in terms of their Achilles heel, Arkansas is outside the top 300 in the country in three-point accuracy, um, shooting just 30% for the season, so that's not good. They also have an ugly two-point mark, 48% um, in SEC play. So... I don't know. If you're looking for a long shot team to maybe make the final four, you could take a look at Arkansas last season. Um, remember Michigan made the final four 35 to one preseason odds right now. I looked at Arkansas. They're 13 to one to make the final four. So long shots, not overly impressive. They're just kind of there slightly intriguing, but you know, I don't know how high their ceiling is. Joe Lunardi's latest bracketology has Arkansas and UConn four or five in the same section, same bracket, same. So region, I should say. So they, they could face off the two teams. You guys just previewed could face off in the second round. The um, you want to talk about a team that's gotten better as the season going on. It's Arkansas. Yep. And yet, yes, they did lose on Saturday, but I walked away from that game on the road at Tennessee. They were getting their butts kicked early. I remember, I think mm -hmm. it was, a, they were down by 20 and they fought yeah. back on the road. That was impressive, and they, they started conference play 0-3. Then going into Saturday, they go 13-1 and in that conference. We're talking wins over Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, L LSU twice. They swept them. They've been impressive. So I, I like Arkansas more than UConn. The difference is the number, 50-1 to to win. But I, would you guys be surprised if Arkansas is sitting there and we're talking about Musselman taking his team to the Elite Eight? I wouldn't I be would. for a second. No, I wouldn't be Not shocked. And it is impressive. They fought hard down 24 points to come back, and it was a two-point mm -hmm. game. So I agree. Um, that is really strong from them on the road, even though they lost, obviously. And the conference yep. is really good. So they've been tested all year. Even some of those losses, they're facing really good teams. Like the SEC you know, has a, a strong case to be the best team in college basketball this year. All right, let me go to the Big Ten, Wisconsin. I'm, I'm getting them off of what happened yesterday, losing to Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to laugh at Wisconsin. It's interesting as I, I dove into them this morning and really was looking at, at their resume and everything they've done. I would like this team better. I think perception of reality is off with Wisconsin. If they were supposed to be seated as a four or five, I think we would like them better. I think we just realize, or if they were six, I think we just realize they're not a top 10 team in the country, right? They're not a great team. They're overranked. They're overhyped, but they're not bad. And there's certainly something here. So they're 24 at six, co-champ, as we know, co-champion of the Big Ten. We established that this morning. 
30th in Kempom. Uh, they're in that kind of Michigan, Colorado State range. So, you know, they're not bad, but they're not as good as their, uh, their ranking. Uh, 47th adjusted offense, 34th adjusted defense. So top 50 in each, where there's not a, a significant weakness on either side. They're pretty good offensively, pretty good defensively. They're eighth in luck factor. That's the one we have gone back to for weeks and weeks. One of the luckiest teams in all of college basketball. They're currently a two seed. That's really the problem. They're not a two seed. You watch them play. You look at their resume. They don't feel like a two seed. They feel like mm -hmm. a four or a five. Uh, but but here's what I do like about them and, and why I, I think we're almost now we might underrate them. Like if we just look at the bracket and say, I'm knocking them out in the second round no matter what, they are. They don't turn the, the basketball over much. They hit their threes. They hit their free throws. Right? They have the mm -hmm. things that you want in, in March. Uh, and they have won a couple good out-of-conference games. They beat Houston out-of-conference, beat St. Mary's out-of-conference. Of course, they lost to Nebraska yesterday to end the oh, regular God. season. I, it's, it's interesting because I, I think as I, I play out brackets, if they're going to be a two, I'll, I'll be tempted to knock them out with a three seed right? in a potential Sweet 16 matchup. Uh, that's probably where I'll have them out. But I don't think they're going to be an easy out just because we've said they're lucky all year. Again, they hit threes. They don't turn it over. And they make their free throws. Those are, those are really important things in March. I, I, just, I actually liked Wisconsin more, just the team. Forget their seeding and, their, and the, the perception. I like them more as I dove more into them. They're pretty good. They're just not really a two seed. That's kind of what I came away, away with. And the assumption with the Badgers is, um, oh, oh, well, in the tournament, you're not going to be playing at the Kohl Center. Well, look at all their home losses this year, including that game against Nebraska and Michigan State and Rutgers. And they lost very early in the season to Providence at home. The majority of their losses, four of six at home. They we're not right. used to seeing that with the Badgers. No. Which, actually, it's interesting. And I know we talked about Tennessee last week. Um, Tennessee doesn't have many good wins away from Tennessee. And you always kind of wonder, as they go towards the neutral sites, can they keep up what they've done? Wisconsin's not that, right? Mm -hmm. They've lost a lot of games at home. They've won some games away from away from Wisconsin. So they're interesting. I, I don't hate I mean, them. Can't both things be true though? Because I can't just sit here and say that, that the overarching theme with Wisconsin is luck, luck, luck. When you sweep Purdue in the regular season, right. you know, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're better than I think people are going to give them credit for. I bet we're going to see a lot of people just fade them early. And that might be a mistake. I, I don't think they'll go home necessarily that first weekend. All right. Paul's up here. We got a little Memphis, Memphis capsule. <laughs> Memphis. So this is one of the most fascinating teams in the tournament. So they are, they're getting hot at the right time. They are right now slated as an 11 against the spread. They are 13 and 14. They've covered eight of their last 10 uh, over under 15, 13. Not much to uh, dissect there. Ken Palm, they're 28th, 51st in adjusted offense, 31st in adjusted defense, and they fly up and down the floor. 29th in adjusted tempo. Um, finished the season winning 10 of their last 11 games, including beating Houston twice. Um, that for to win the title, they are 120 to one to make the final four. They are 35 to one. They are quad one. They are three and four. Those three wins Houston twice and Alabama Achilles heels. They turned the ball over at a staggering rate, 352nd. Uh, and they get crushed, uh, allowing teams to crash the offensive glass. They are 316th in offensive rebounding percentage defense. Uh, so it's been just like 
it's a lot of new pieces, some freshmen in the mix and trying to get it all to fit together like Penny Hardaway. I mean, we even had the clip on our show a couple weeks ago, kind of losing it a little bit, frustrated. Uh, I mean, they these they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. There's like a cover story about, you know, they're two highly touted freshmen, Jalen Duran, who's a lottery pick, who's the leading scorer and rebounder, and then Amani Bates, who has not played since the beginning of February. He was supposed to be one of their standout freshmen, and it was a back injury. And now it's just he's he's out of the mix, and all of a sudden they're taking off. So it's like addition by subtraction, which when you lose a talent like that is surprising, but it's working for them. Um, so I feel like you know a team, to tie it back to Wisconsin, an example of a team like a high seed they could be as an 11, or maybe if they play they were up to a 10 and face a 2 in the second round, Wisconsin is a team. Not to pick on them, but they don't turn they don't turn people over. Two hundred fifty seventh, they're not a threat on the offensive glass. Two hundred fifty first, and they don't run a deep rotation. Three hundred seventeenth in bench minutes, where Memphis does. They're sixth in bench minutes, so something like that could be a very intriguing second round matchup. Everything is going right for them right now. I think they are. You know, everything goes wrong, they start turning the ball over left and right. They could lose in the first round or even an eleven eleven game if they ended up there. But they are, like, from a sheer talent standpoint, they are a fascinating team, and they're playing their best ball at the right time. They're an 11 right now? Uh, yes. Lunardi? Yeah, matched yeah. up against Ohio State in the latest. Uh, Give me East Memphis. Region. Give me Memphis. Which means we Don't can you... then get a Memphis-Villanova second round? That would be a fun game. See, that would be no a problem. That, game. Yeah. that would be a problem for them. The, the odds do not say this team's an 11. But they are like people want to clearly want to buy into this team. I mean, they are 32 to one to make the final four. As I said to Joe O during a break, they're 121 okay. to win the title. Like, oh, are they? they? I, I thought it was a shorter number than that. OK, I saw that this morning unless it came down. But unless like, isn't there a better than five percent chance this team makes it to the final four? OK, that's not a bad number at all. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the same range overall. as Michigan. They're in the same who you know who, who's got the coaching issue, obviously, and the same range as Marquette. So DraftKings are twenty to one, so they are thirty-two to one elsewhere. Well, that's that's gotcha. a big difference. Huge. Uh oh, so, I'm sensing we're, we're, we're another future. So bad. I feel it. Penny. I know. Would you just do? Yeah, and it's not three and three in quad one. Would you, Would you only do Final Four there? I mean, if you do Final Four, you might as well do title, right? Yeah. Uh, going into the weekend, net rating, not as high as Ken Palm. Net rating at right. 41. I do wonder if they're a team. I feel like with a longer number like that, you're not going to get your money. Like, aren't they maybe favored? Like, I mean, what's that number against Ohio State? Probably not favored, but it's close. Like, you're not going to get your same payoff with a rolling parlay is the point I'm trying to make. Would you rather? Uh, would you rather have uh, Murray State or Memphis? Murray State one fifty. Oh, at those numbers, Memphis. I think Memphis. Murray okay. State's probably a more fundamentally sound team. Do we trust? I, mean, I like the Final Four bet better. I don't know. I, I know your point, Paul. Like, if you're gonna take them to the Final Four, screw it. Just take them to win the whole thing. But oh, I do both. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do Sm both. I smaller bet for the title. Do we yeah. trust them though? I feel like they can implode though. They can and they, they play a good coach, a, a, a more veteran team. They could absolutely employ. We'll, we'll talk about this team and more. Michael DeCorey is going to join us next. Sporting news on college hoops. March Madness is here. We'll talk to Michael DeCorey next right here on the BetQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.